Good evening, Facebook, YouTube, and Periscope, as well as uh, other podcasting um, channels. And we are on episode six of In the Trenches with Early Educators. And tonight we have a, a interesting show. And I say in, I say interesting because it's just myself and the host of the show, Sharon. Um, and tonight's topic is a discussion on professionalism. And uh as a way of questioning the professionalism, it was you wore that to your interview. What's up, Sharon? Hey, I, I is you wore that to the interview? <laughs> <laughs> Are you what's, kidding me? <laughs> what's what's going on? How you doing, Quentin? I I'm am all right. well. And yourself? How were your holidays? Everything is well. Last last two weeks is kind of slow. I always call this time. Even though they, they call us the holiday season, I call this the slowest time of the year between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Everything just drags on. Really? And yeah. And I'm a winter person, so it doesn't bother me with the cold air and the snow. But you don't see much snow down that way. So, Guess what? We got a little dusting in the metro area on Monday. And when I woke up yesterday morning... I had to wait for a while for all of the ice to defrost off my car. So we got a little bit, but it wasn't nothing really stuck to the ground. But yeah, but we don't really deal with snow. Mm. So in our in our in our discussion with wait a minute, hold on. I didn't do my shout outs. Okay. (laughs) All right. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. As usual. That intro was done by um, my son, Marcus Allen, and he is Mark underscore the DA producer at Instagram. So if you need a beat, um, if you need studio time, hit him up. He's your guy. Um, And then I also want to shout out another sponsor um, that we have tonight, Doe's Craft Day, like cafe, but craft day. She makes um, reason keychains and trays um, and some other things. Her work is beautiful. It's all handmade. She uses real flowers in her art. Um, and so you can find her at Doe's Crafte, C-R-A-F-T-E, um, on all social media. All right. And she has a special that she is running. And you can find that special on the Shopping with Sharon Facebook page where I'm spotlighting small black owned businesses where you can shop for uh, Christmas gifts this season. 
And um, you can find her video there where she will explain to you what her special is. So shopping with Sharon for small businesses for gift ideas and um, Doe's Craft Day to go and see what her lovely items are. So thank you, Quentin. Now we can jump right into our wonderful topic this evening. <laughs> yeah, in, 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 our, in our discussions, usually, usually we talk uh, specifically about education and educators. Um, but this discussion is a little bit broader and it touches on actually everybody. Everybody could benefit from this discussion, no matter um, what field they may or may not be in. I'm a little, I sound a little ruffled. Could you hear me, Sharon? Yeah, I don't. You don't sound ruffled to me. Okay. Yeah. So, so in 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 our discussion tonight, everybody could benefit from it. Mm -hmm. So, saying that, <laughs> say, say, saying that, um, explain to people what is like why you chose this discussion so much why is it so passionate to you okay so um i have held some supervisory positions but recently i have a staffing agency destiny staffing group and we provide substitutes for uh child care programs and we have been interviewing lately um for people who say they want to work and it is amazing to me, you know, I've seen a lot of things on the job, you know, and I will, we'll talk about some stories of some things that I've seen, give people some examples. So we'll know what I mean when I say professionalism. And it is amazing to me the way that people respond and act um, before they even get the job. I'm like, really? Did that's how you roll. That's 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 what you're gonna say to your possible future employer in your email. That's what you're gonna say. Oh, okay, delete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, 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 you know, so so a lot of times people feel like you know I'm going to an interview. Okay, like we discussed behind the scenes, a lot of times um, the person in HR may give the person, okay. We have we have times between nine o'clock, nine o'clock, nine thirty, ten o'clock, ten thirty is open. I say, well, Sharon, um, you know, I'll be there at ten o'clock. Ten o'clock is good. What what would be the most professional time to show up before ten o'clock? <laughs> <laughs> seriously, I would say fifteen. 10, 15 minutes before the appointment uh, to, to show, not to pull in the driveway to actually knock on the door or come in and greet the receptionist. And, and then you sit and wait because what, one of the things that that does for you, the more time you have to sit and wait, you can breathe. Cause a lot of times people are nervous about going on a job interview. So it gives you some time to breathe to clear your mind from the traffic, from, from trying to get there, so that when you go into the, the interview, you are bringing your best self. When you are pulling up at two minutes to 10, and you're trying to hurry up and 
Then you find out you've got to walk down the hallway and around the corner to get to the elevator. And then you've got to go up to the 10th floor. And then you've got to, that's how come you need to plan to be there early because what early is on time, on time is late and late is unacceptable. Even, even so much now that most jobs are telling you get there early because we, we take temperatures. Uh, you got to wear a mask, certain COVID protocols uh, before you come into places. Does does it does it amaze you that a person will 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 talk your ear off over the phone on how much they want the job, and then just blow the whole interview as far as coming late or not dressing professional? Um, yes, it is blowing my mind, and and I have one even better. How about not showing up? and not calling just a no show you you confirm 10 o'clock yeah 10 o'clock works for me are you sure you chose the time not me you chose that time 10 o'clock and then 10 o'clock comes 10 05 and you you don't show you don't call that my client asked me well what do you do when that happens I said, well, what do you do when you schedule an interview and they don't show? She said, oh, I shred their resume. Exactly. Mm. You do not get a second chance to make a first impression. Say that again. I said, you do not get a second chance to make a first impression. Mm. You have one opportunity to make that first impression. So, so answering to to ask your question that you posed, you wore that to your interview. <laughs> what what would you describe as that? Oh, I have a great example from several years ago. We were interviewing for um, some teaching positions at our childcare program, and so <clears throat> this young lady comes in. She has on, so so again, this is for a teaching position in a childcare program, right? So while we're not a Fortune 500, the expectation is not that you come in your pinstripe skirt suit or pants suit with your attache case. And, you know, that's not the expectation. However, she walked in, she had on some heels about, I don't know, five inch high heels some skinny jeans and a shirt that showed her tattoo in the middle of her back her small of her back. We, you know, put her in the room and we went into the office and we like, what is she, did she really wear this to it? She's, she's here for an interview trying to get a job to work here. Right. And that's how she, are you kidding me? <laughs> so it's it, it, in our environment, we the expectation, you don't have to come, like I said, like you are going for, you know, the assistant VP position, but you do need to come professional, business, business, not even business casual. Put on a nice pair of slacks, a nice skirt, nice blouse. You're coming to, you don't want to put on the club shoes. You want to put on business. One and a half to two inch heel or flats even, you know, 
if it's time to do redo your hair wrap it up and put a scarf on it babe don't don't come with it I, I'm just do you saying. Think, do, you, do you think that, in, in 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 your opinion, doing what you do and seeing seeing hundreds and hundreds of people coming for an interview, do you think people um, consider that the appearance has any bearing on them getting hired? Um, it's one of two things I think, Quentin. Either what you just said, they don't realize that it it does have it plays a part um, in their, uh, in, in who they are presenting themselves to be, um, or they don't care. Wow. And I can deal with a lack of knowledge because I can work with that because she, she, the thing is this young lady that, uh, <laughs> Hey, Julia, I'm glad you think so. Thank you for joining. She, she interviewed very well. She knew her stuff. So she was a person. Now, the director, who was a friend of mine, she was hard. She was like, mm -mm. and I said, okay, but she, you know, she's a little young. She interviewed well. She knows what she's doing. You don't, mm-mm, mm-mm, because of shit, mm-mm. And I feel like with the with the staffing agency part of what we're doing is our part of our mission is we want to help people become employable well we didn't know we were asking for you be the words you speak create your reality so i cannot easily just toss somebody who comes like that my job is you know you interviewed so well and because of our mission we're going to move you forward However, had you gone somewhere else, so let, uh, let's talk a little bit about what you have on. Give you another example. And I think a lot of it, uh, Quentin, is about the, the well, I don't know how you're going to say that. No, it's not. So I was going to say it's about age, but no, it's not. See, there you go, Julia. She said she was sent on back to change their clothes. Yes. One of, one of, one of, the, one of the things that I'm... Um... Wow, my thought just left me. I, I had I had a thought that was right That's, there. It's gonna come back, but I, why, but why are you having that thought? Um, uh, yesterday, yesterday, just yesterday, had some interviews, right? So one of the things I asked them is to send me a a, a headshot or not a picture where we can crop their face for their ID badge, right? This is for your work ID. <laughs> I get. So you was asking for real selfies, but they were taking selfie selfies. She sent a a feather boa, real thick make like it was, boo. So so when she said, I said, oh yeah, so and so. I said, um, I'm gonna need you to send me another headshot. Oh, okay, okay. So she, I mean, it's like the minute I said I'm gonna need another one, she knew it was inappropriate. Why would you send that for your ID badge for work? One of the things, Sharon, and I know that um the staff agency is your your business, but one of the things that I noticed that um a lot of staffing agencies, definitely when you're talking about um that's dealing with uh unemployment that have a connection with unemployment, 
is that I and I used to wonder this why they did this, but now that we're having this discussion, I understand that a lot of times they'll want you to go to a life skills class first I, to I'm teach you these type of things because that yeah. may be an element that maybe you may have to institute like before we even get you an interview somewhere, we got to really, you know, for lack of better words in the chat, we got to raise you. We got to bring you up. Mm-hmm. And and because and again, that's part of what we're doing. So I don't talk now. If you if you're a no show, no call, I have to feel it in my spirit to reach back out to you. I really have to. Like some people, I will I will get the message. Don't let them go, and then I'll give them a call. What happened? And it's usually a very good reason why they didn't show up. But, but boo, you on this all? You are on this. All the time. <laughs> 30 seconds. I apologize. I won't be able to make it today. Is it okay if I call you later to reschedule? Mm. Boop. So I think part of it is a teaching thing. And we, we have to do a better job. I, I think part of what we need to do is these organizations need to reach back and start going into the high schools and talking to them about the life skills etiquette. You know, how do you do a job? How do you dress for a job interview? You know, what what do you need to do in, in these, in these, ah, oh, wow, in these situations? All right, so Julia says they had a six week course because there's a lot to cover. Yeah, because I know a lot of, uh, a lot of times, and I'm, and I'm speaking from experience, my personal experience, um, confidence is something that a lot of person can't exude or have in the beginning. I could come to you and be like, uh, or hit you, hit you. Oh, Miss Hudgens, I need a job. Or I could be real enthusiastic and be like, look, I just need a job. I need, um, just get me a job. Um, I need to take care of myself. And, you know, I have a theory that I, that I live by is, um, get me the interview. I'll get me the job. That's right. Just, just let, give just, me an interview. Let me talk to yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I'm good. Just, just, just put them in front of me. I know who to talk to. Yeah. And, it's, and, and, and it's a lot of us. We, we lack those social skills to be able to be confident in our resume. Confident in, can we do the job? And it's like that affects the professionalism aspect. Because for some reason, I know I got to call Sharon to try to get a job, but I don't tell Sharon about my issues. Mm-hmm. I only want to blow it off. And now Sharon's calling me because she knows that I need a job because it's a family friend. But I uh, no call, no showed. Mm-hmm. And I noticed yeah. that this is this is this is important for us, and and it, it, I'm glad that you decided to use this topic because it's very key that we tap into lacking confidence. Yeah. I've been unemployed and I've been in situations where being unemployed put me in a place like, yo, I got a job. What is this? And now with COVID, we got millions of people that's not working. Unemployment's not enough. 
the food banks have ran out. Some mm -hmm. people don't, or or they lack that humility to ask for help. Mm -hmm. So um, I definitely think that, that life skills has to be part of getting a person up to be able to go to a job interview. Because people don't, people don't know, and they'll fake it. <laughs> yes, they will, and, and 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 I guess that's that that is what's so mind blowing for me because we do a telephone screening interview first. They do very well with that part, and then and so we've started asking a disclaimer. So okay, before we get started, um, if you apply for this job simply to meet requirements for unemployment or some other program you're a part of, and you really are just trying to meet your quota for applying, we can end the call now. That's It's perfectly okay. I get it. We've all been there and done that. If you really are not interested, you know, you can go, we can go ahead and end the call. No, 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 ma'am. No, no, I'm interested. I want to work. I'm looking for a job. Okay, so interview goes well. We set the time, and then you don't show up. Mm. Do I need to give you a reminder text at seven o'clock that morning? Hi, just to remind you, you have an interview today. No, I'm not doing that. Not now. If it was a class, if it were a class, I might be a little, you know, hold because it's, it's like the, when children learn how to walk. You hold their hands, you support them, you walk with them, and then eventually you, you, you get lighter and lighter, and you then you finally let them go, and they walk on their own, right? If we were doing, I think it was Julia, if we were doing her six-week class, that's what we do. We start holding their hand, we walk them through, and then we let go. But when you are straight out coming at me, you've answered this in, Indeed ad for employment, You've called, we've had the interview, you you know, you did everything we asked you to do. And then, and there's simple things. We sent an email, please fill these forms out, the attached forms out, I'll bring them with you, a reply. So do you want me to bring these two forms you sent? Baby, did you read the email? So if you're not reading an email I sent you from a potential job, are you going to read the emails that I send you as a supervisor, giving you important information about your job duties and responsibilities? So it's a lot. It's dress. It's attitude. Um, what else? Um, how you carry yourself, your demeanor. Um, you know, do you come in with this? Good morning. How you doing? Mm. No. Well, you know, I, I had some some experience, but I ain't like that job, so I left. As opposed to good morning. Yes, yes, ma'am. I have. No, I haven't had any experience with that, but I'm a really fast learner. And so and I love to learn. So anything that I don't know, I feel like if you give me the opportunity to learn how to do it, then once I learn, I'll take it and run. Do you do you do you find yourself do you find yourself <laughs> with having to um prep someone up once they get to you that you may have not couldn't detect it over the phone? You mean yes, 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 and that and that's the whole point. This phone screener 
is really a lot about how are you responding to, to the questions? You know, how are you even engaging with me? Are you having a conversation or are you simply yes, no, one? I've done that before. You you know, that's the first thing. So if you don't get asked to the orientation, you didn't make it past the phone screen screen interview. So when we invite you to come in for the paperwork piece, it's because we were impressed with you. And at that point, we go through our policies and procedures. We do a, a little bit of training. We talk about the expectations of when you go out. We talk about how we expect for you to dress. We have a dress code. We talk about um, your demeanor, smile, be pleasant, have a have a have a pleasant attitude, you know, greet people. We talk about these things because we want to make sure because you're not going out as Sharon, you're going out as Destiny Staffing Group. So whatever you do, we talk about that. Whatever you do out there is a reflection on us. And we have a reputation we want to uphold. And so we're not going to allow you to tarnish our reputation. As well as we expect our clients to, our clients have some rules and regulations and policies they have to follow. So we let them know it's a two-way street. Yeah, yeah, You have to be respectful, but then our client has to respect you also. And if they don't, you need to report that to us because what we won't tolerate is accepting business from people who aren't going to respect our clients, who, I mean, our, our, uh, our, our staff people. Yeah, we've, we, we've been having this discussion in the, um, in the group, Sharon, about the, the guy that had the restaurant in, in <laughs> Dallas. <laughs> And I, and I told you, you brought up the topic at the perfect time. And I had been wanting to talk about this topic. And I put it in the group, and you know, a lot of times I'll put something in the group or the, the moderators or anybody put something in the group. I saw that. And, and discussion to go and discussion to go right, discussion to go left. And sometimes um, the issue or never gets addressed, or me and you agree, but instead of us realizing that we agree, we're just trying to prove a point to each other. And now we done went back and forth for about 20 minutes, but we really agree. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you. Mm-mm. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes. I'm going to answer you, I think. Let, let me sit back way back for this. They consider, they consider what he did restaurant suicide. Um, I, as a former person who had uh, my own business, um, it is suicide, um, what he did. And I think that a lot of people don't understand that what he did is not that he he was wrong for saying what he said. It was just a decorum and the, the professional manner, the unprofessional manner that how he addressed it. Right. What, what, what is your opinion on how he should have handled that situation because he's getting destroyed on Yelp right now. I mean, he was unprofessional. And this is the thing that is your business. You are creating a brand. And so then I didn't see like a full clip. What I saw, the girl was on the wall twerking or whatever. He walks over there and begins to talk to her. Then it goes to him you know, basically cussing, you know, giving a little speech and then he throws in some curse words and whatnot. I feel like, number one, what kind of music were you playing that she was twerking? 
Because if you, if, if I am catering to a, a fine dining experience, then there's a certain kind of music I'm playing. You know what I'm saying? There's a certain environment I'm creating, you know, and I feel like I don't believe in calling people out like that. I think that um, he could have written her a nice note and given it to her when once she got her receipt. You know what I'm saying? Well, and well allegedly, he had pulled her and talked her to the side two times prior. Oh, really? See, I don't know the whole story. Yeah, allegedly. Well, I'm, 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 I'm answering based on that one little clip okay. I explained that I saw. Um, so again, though, at that point, like she's a customer, and she, if that's if you've talked to her already, she's continue. You know, ma'am, you are continuing to break. I'm going to have to ask you to leave. And no matter what she does, no matter how she responds, you have to keep that demeanor. And then if you if you've trained your staff, once they see her being elevated and you're they're already calling 911. Because see by the time 911 gets there, she's going off cussing at you and you're standing there, ma'am, I just simply have asked you I'm trying to keep a a particular atmosphere here. You're just, you are, you're destroying that. You're disrespecting my guests. And I'm asking you to leave because you have the right in your business to ask anybody to, 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 for, you have the right to refuse service to anybody for whatever your reasons are, except for, you know, that discrimination thing or whatever. I think that, I think that, I think that first of all, sometimes situation where, I, and people may think this is uh, straddling the fence. I think that sometimes people don't realize two people could be right and wrong at the same time. He handled it very professionally up until the point where he gave a lecture. Because the other patrons in the store that wasn't doing it, they didn't need to be bothered with that. And And, and me personally, if I was sitting there eating with whomever, I would have been offended that he kind of came over and started lecturing me or in my vicinity about his how he runs his business. Mm -hmm. I would have expected him to call the, the cops or kick her out or whatever. You know, and, and, and then bringing some of the things that he said, bringing up blackness and the culture, that has nothing to do with being professional. Um, you talking about you providing an environment for us as black people? That, that has nothing to do with it. You don't bring race, don't bring my race into you acting professional, right? And that's where he gave the girl the power. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. at the end of the day, the girl was wrong, and we know how sometimes I've been there where I go places and we got unruly friends, and then you know. They'll tell one of my friends to stop, and then I start. I, I didn't did all that. <laughs> but, but, at, but at a certain point, when you when you have a business, as business owners, we have to understand that every day we are our brand. Every day That's we right. are. Every day we are our own CEO. CEO. So the minute that you get, as we would say, knocked off your square and give somebody else the power. 
you're in trouble. Absolutely. You're in trouble. And I and I was I was looking at Yelp today purposely and looking at his reviews. His reviews prior to this incident was all good. His reviews have gotten so bad since the incidents, Yelp shut down his, his reviews. And Yelp don't shut reviews down because of just bad reviews. Yelp shut reviews down when they know that people are basically lying. I mean, so at the end of the day, you know, he's trying to uh, have a restaurant. He gave them the power. He gave yeah. the cam he gave the camera the power because yeah. the camera's never going to tell the full story. Right, because as I said, it didn't even it didn't tell the whole it didn't tell the full story. I saw a piece, of, and and even in the clip, it wasn't the it was like they were recording and then they stopped and then they started recording again. And like and, and like Julia just said, in his in his speech, he he did the, he said the worst thing. He said he did not need the money. Yeah. <laughs> he said he did not need the money. And it's and, and I, 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 I don't know what kind of bit right. Well, if he doesn't need the money, they get right show him how much he don't <laughs> and, and, and now see that's the thing. I, I I you'll never hear me tell anybody, oh I, I don't need your money. And 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 while all money is not good money, and there are things that I turn down because there's a conflict of interest. There's, um, you know, values are different, um, whatever it might be. Okay. All money is not good money, but if you're going to survive, you do need money. Mm -hmm. And if you, if you are that rich that you just had this restaurant for the purposes of wanting to be a service to the community, you know, okay, I guess so. But I doubt that because if, if you were, <laughs> you wouldn't have handled yourself that way. So I, again, I think while as a restaurant owner, he has the right to, to want a, a particular um, atmosphere for his clientele. But the other thing is um, that um, he has to keep professionalism. Cause like you said, the moment he lost it and went there, That's all anybody cares about. Nobody cares about the twerk because guess what? At the end of the day, whether if 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 you're allowing somebody to two-step and the next person can't twerk, what is this thing about twerking that bothers you? I mean, it's a form of expression. Now, we may think that um it's a little too sexual or whatever, but it's a dance. It's part of, it's part, one of the things that is, is amazing to me is that we look at everything in our culture that's bad or think of it as bad. We may not understand and be like, you know, I don't understand or, you know, then we become like the, the, the get off my lawn type of person. Just say, I don't understand right. or, you know, it's not appropriate, but so you allow you might be allowing people to two step, and then why do you got a couch there? So if it's a couch there, it's like a lounge area. And so that, and 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 again, that's why I said about the music. She wouldn't have been twerking to some soft jazz, would she? I doubt it very seriously. She wouldn't have been twerking to some you know smooth R and B. You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> twerking. There's a certain type of music 
that people dance that way too. So you can't say on the one hand, this is the atmosphere I'm trying to create. But on the other hand, this is what you're actually creating, mm. you know? And again, I guess if his customers were not complaining, it's not a big deal. And like yeah. I said, you simply write a little note, hand it to her on her way out the door so that she can go on out there and read it later. You know what I'm saying? And it's just simply, I, I, we appreciate your business, blah, blah, blah. You know, some of my, some of the customers were a little offended, blah, 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 or not. But what he did, the way he handled that was very unprofessional. You can never, never, you know that phrase, never let them see you sweat. Mm -hmm. You can never, you you have to stay here, no matter how, no matter where they go. I, I had a young lady on, again, trying to get a job with us. <laughs> and the e an email was sent to her or something, and she called, and, and I'm having a conversation. Why she out? She don't know what she talked about. I said, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm gonna need you to bring that tone down. I'm gonna need you to bring it down. Oh, I, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, yes. We okay. Now we can talk. Now, what are you trying to say? So she starts talking and it starts going up there. I said, ma'am, I'm gonna have to hang up on you if you cannot bring your voice down and talk to me. We, we're trying. I'm trying to have a conversation. I'm trying to hear what you're saying. But I'm not going to listen to you if you're going to be disrespectful and yell at me on the phone. So she she brought it down. She started. And so at the end of the conversation, she said, and I, I apologize. She said, thank, thank you for having patience with me. She said, I apologize. I said, no problem. Because I don't know where her, you know, she sound like the type, you know, again, we've got people who live on the edge. And you say one thing to them and they feel like they've been disrespected or they feel wronged or anyway, they go from zero to 100 real fast. Hmm. And before I just dismiss you, I'm going to try to de-escalate because I really do want to help you. Obviously, you're upset. Something we did has upset you. And I want to help to resolve that. But what I'm not going to do is help resolve it if you're going to sit on this phone and be disrespectful to me. So... And again, she she was one of the ones that said she was coming to the orientation and didn't show up. But whatever. Hopefully that little nugget will help her in the next situation because that wasn't just about that one situation. That's a life skill. No, baby, mm. that's not how we. That's why I couldn't. I, I could never be at the call center doing customer service. People tell me I could because I, I'm I'm not gonna have people yelling at me all day. Do you think Sharon and and, and you know? Uh, you you are you are you are God sent. Sometimes I tell you, when um when just we, sometimes, just sometimes. <laughs> I'm no, not going. No, I'm no, going to keep it professional and not ask what I am other times. Okay, no, no. Honestly, honestly, when we we discuss, and I know um, your primary thing is early educators, right? However, do you think education wise? Our country has really lost its way from the middle school, high school level. We're preparing the young adults for these type of situations 
encounters. These like how she was the tone and manner. Like we would say, like like Julia said, you know, it's a brand. It's your CEO. You the the elders would always say, uh, when you go out the house, remember that last name you got. You represent me. You represent your family. Have some respect. Do you think that? And I really don't like to be like, like I said, the person to be like, well, the generation before us was different. I don't want to be that type of person. But do you think that education-wise is just not being taught how it was taught before? I, I think that is part of it. But I think the reason it's not being taught is our society has changed on a whole. As on, on a whole, because I was thinking this earlier when you said it, I was taught you look a certain way before you leave the house. You don't go out with rollers in your hair, with a scarf wrapped around your head, um, and um, now there are so many things that have become well. I don't even want to say, I don't know how acceptable. It, it's just, it's a, it's what we do. We go, we go to the store in pajama pants and slippers and a bonnet, you know, um, we, we walk around with our pants mid thigh at that point, what is the purpose? But, you know, um, and, and so, and then it goes back even further because I'm a, I'm a Spelman grad. You know, way back when Spelman women, Spelmanites went to chapel or to church, they wore gloves, white gloves. <laughs> you know, the dress, they, they, they were well-dressed, you know, little pillbox hat or whatever. You know, there was, there was a certain way that they dressed. Now, whether you agree with whether or not all that is necessary, there was a, a proper way uh, to look. And it was, I think a lot of it was about, again, how you look, how you present yourself represents our family name. You're representing something much more than just yourself. And we've become such a self-centered society. I do what I want to do. Yeah. I had a, I had an uncle that's passed away now and he, he, uh, we were real tight. And he and um, my his his parents they went to church and they were my grandparents was into church, but my uncle I won't say my my uncle believed in 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 the church and everything, but my uncle said something to me probably twenty five years ago, and he said he told me he said you'll probably live longer than me. He said, but. The day that they took church and prayer out of school, he said, our society is in trouble. And I, it always stuck with me because I'm like, you know, I was raised that church and state was different. So I, I don't, I mean, when I was in middle school, I, re, I remember people used to do the, the Pledge of Allegiance. But as you got older, people didn't do it. And then they basically took all that church and religion out of schools because of separation of church and state. And it's just amazing how what he said has came to be true because of something that we may say is against the law or against people's right of religion or whatever. But he always felt as though our society will decay from something as small as that. Yeah. And well, 
we become a moralist, ethicless society. And just look at what was happening in with our top leadership. You know, and we continue to allow nobody said anything. No, we complained on Facebook and Twitter. But we didn't go in droves and make demands. Like, how dare you? Yeah. Well, and 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 to, to your uncle's point, we in our effort to be accepting, we lost ourselves. This country was founded on Christian principles. That's that was our founding. So whether you're a Christian or not has nothing to do with it. Because if we go to a Muslim country, as a woman, I'm going to have to cover my head out in public, or I may be arrested in, in certain areas of the world, you know? And, and so, because their country is respecting what their country stands for, or what their city stands for, their town or whatever, their providence, you know? Ha-ha. You know, and, it's, and, and, it, it's, so it's, it, I, you it, know, it's funny because I um, I uh, I have some paralegal background, right? And I've I've always been enamored with the Constitution and the laws, even though that these people were um were racist, right? But um, when you look at their mind and what they intended. And this is what the justices, whenever they make a ruling, they always say the intention of the Constitution. I think the minds were incredible. Mm -hmm. Because when you look at certain laws and why they did certain things, and like you said, with that foundation and them trying to, as they say, break away from the old country, <laughs> mm -hmm. it, it, it has to have a balance. Mm -hmm. And now it has tilted too far to the right, too far as well, some may say right, some may say left, but it, it it's not a balance anymore. Mm -hmm. It's not a balance. It's, and it's like the, the country's equilibrium is off, and we're yeah. we're a little we're a little because too, uh, anything goes, anything. And, and while I, I I don't think that um, there are certain areas, I feel that the law doesn't need to govern. Um, I, I do feel like we we have come to a place, like I said, where we are just a moralist society that you just get to do whatever you want to do, you know, um, because to me, um, uh, going back to the, to the restaurant and to professionalism, if I am, you know, I like to dance. That was that's the I didn't go to the club to meet guys. I didn't go to drink a whole. I went to dance. If I'm out there on the floor by myself, I, I just the music and I just start dancing, right? But that's an appropriate place for that. If I go to a restaurant that doesn't have a dance floor, you know even though they might play some music that hits me and I'm like, oh my God, I want to dance. I'm probably not going to get up and dance. So, but, but, but that's because I have certain um, standards that govern my behavior. 
So the whole point, it, to me, it's not even about the twerking. But again, you're, you're behaving like you would in a club atmosphere at a restaurant. So where are your lines of what's appropriate based on where you are? Mm. It's a it's yeah, a very it's a it's a very interesting um thing because like I uh, <laughs> I believe yeah, that he uh he was holding out he was holding out to me. he was being professional he was he was biting his tongue and then he just got to his element was like look and then the lecture started and he couldn't help it. You know, he was as they say that he, had it up. He, he was up yeah, to here. That, that temporary sanity done kicked in. That, and he was like, he was like, y'all want to come in here and cut up? We're gonna cut up. Mm -hmm. And and you know, it's it's amazing that this type of behavior sometimes it gets sensationalized. You know, Too it goes it, go, it goes viral that this had to happen. Um and, and instead and instead, um Maybe the young ladies and maybe himself could have used it as a teachable moment. Like, look, twerking is no different than two-stepping. I'm offended that you're allowing somebody to two-step in here and you're not allowing me to twerk. I understand I might be on your, your sofa, but um, I don't have my feet in your sofa. I'm actually on my knees and I'm, you know, but it's it's a very um like I always say that we have a lens and our lens sees different. <laughs> That's right. It all just, depends on your perspective. Yeah, and it's just um a matter of I guess he felt at that point, after two or three times, he felt disrespected. Yeah. Uh, and now unfortunately his business is getting bad reviews. You know, a lot of people came to his defense. I, I came to his defense up until that point. I mean um, you know. if he issues a public apology because that's another thing we are we are very forgiving you know and uh, I, I, I'm one of those people I did watch Olivia Pope and I learned a lot from her um, and she was a fixer and the whole point you know he kind of needs an Olivia Pope moment he needs to fix this or you're going out of business yeah you know and and yeah. so and so he can fix it there are lots of ways that he can fix it. Um, and the biggest thing he needs to do is apologize for his behavior, not apologize, you know, that, that I, you know, whatever, but basically I lost it and became unprofessional. Yeah, yeah. that's true. But, but again, when I read the one of the things they said it was a five-star restaurant. So in my head, I immediately went to, you know, five-star restaurant, I'm thinking linen tablecloths, you know, uh, real silverware stuff on the table. That, you know, that's where my mind I mean, went. I mean, but, honestly. But now I realize when you say, yep, they might have meant he had five stars from his reviews that people liked him. Because when I saw the restaurant, I was like, that ain't no five-star restaurant. Because, because of my culinary background, I'm just going to tell you, a lot of that five-star stuff and five-star chef and world-renowned chef, a lot of that stuff is how you brand yourself. But again, like, I don't like know you what... may think you may think that, um, for example, 
Sylvia's back in the day in New York. Everybody loves Sylvia's. Everybody. Somebody may be like, oh, that was a soul food joint, or that was a hole in the wall, or you know, that was the spot. That was that would be considered what we would consider now a five-star restaurant. Some well, see, people again, five star <laughs> what? Five star based hey. on you got good food. Exactly. You know, or, or five star in the restaurant world, meaning five star means you probably got four or five dollar signs up under there, as yeah. opposed to you know, so so yeah. that my mind, five star hotel. I'm not staying at a two star hotel. I'm just yeah. not. I'm very, I'm very picky about that kind of stuff. I'm not doing a two star. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I went to. But then when I saw the video, I said, "Oh no, they meant five stars that people liked his restaurant. They didn't mean that he was a five star yeah. upscale restaurant." You gotta come in here with a jacket on and all right, that. Right, right. Because I looked at, I'm like, no, that you weren't. This is not upscale now. And again. <laughs> If you didn't want that kind of dancing, what kind of music were you playing? I couldn't hear it clearly in the background. So again, your parameters, we that to me, there's a code of conduct when it comes to professionalism and you're trying to get a job or professionalism on the job. Once you're on the job, Julia just put a, a statement up talking about you have to, the restaurant has to, to, to draw the lines and, you know, let, let people know what kind of restaurant you are. Well, it's the same, any business. We let you know. That's why we do an orientation before no, we send you out. No, no, no. As they say, no business starts with rules. Rules come along the line when people start doing whatever they want to do. <laughs> because, because if you don't have set rules, people will do what you allow what they them want. to do. They, and, they, and that's but but see, I know that I knew that. So we did we are we did start with a policy. Yeah. We have a policy and procedure, but you know, now I'm feeling like in the phone interview again, we have had some challenges with people agreeing to show up and they don't show up. I'm, I'm, gonna, ask you, I'm gonna ask you a question, mm -hmm. Sharon. What? What, what, and I know that one of your oh, one Lord. of your personal pet peeves is the no call, no show. Cause that's disrespectful. Quentin has called you every other week, and he's been a no call, no show. How do you handle that? Quentin may go and review your business as bad, but he's been the one no call, no show. Because I worked for an employee, and this guy, all he cared about was his reviews. We would be going, we would be at work. He'd be like, "Look, fellas, I got a bad review." What's up? And it was upscale. It, it was upscale, pretty decent, pretty good paying, great tips, good job. But he was big on his reviews. How would you handle me or that situation? I and I know it's are. tricky. I know it's tricky. Well, not really. You mean that you're not coming to work? No, I'm not even. I'm no calling no show. But then I'm on. But you know my name. Oh, because but I'm then you go and give me a bad review because. And you see my name. And you see my name. So, so the thing is, we are allowed to. Oftentimes, you can you can respond to reviews, 
If you can't, it is what it is. I can't, you know, we have in the childcare industry, we have parents who get mad and call the state and lie because now the state has to come out and do, they're required to come out and do an investigation and there's a mark on your, on your thing. So I tell people, I said, be careful when you see that, especially if you see a group of them happening around the same time and they're all unsubstantiated sometime because if they're if the program is really doing something wrong they're going to find something to substantiate the complaint but when it's if they have three complaints and all three of them have been unsubstantiated nine times out of ten that was a disgruntled parent or disgruntled staff person personally for my business I, and and even how i go most of the time we pay attention to the what happens the child comes home with all a's and b's and has one C. And what's the first thing the parent does? What you doing in that class? I can't believe you got that C. What are you doing? Why? How come you not? But 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 daddy, mama, this child has seven A's and B's and one C in a class that either was very difficult or maybe the teacher, you know, you, you know what I'm saying? Based, based off the A's, I, I would think that they would be in advanced classes. So, so, so for me, if I have 25 reviews, 23 of them, four and five stars, they love us. Uh-oh. Okay. No, I'm good. I'm good. They love us. Everything is, you know, and two of them are just hard because I, I do evaluations when I do training evaluations never fails. Somebody just has to, you know. But all the other evaluations were glowing great. These two people raked us over the coals. Well, I read what they say. Now, if they leave comments, because maybe now the room was cold. Okay, well, I put the disclaimer out there. I can't do anything about the temperature. Talk, give me feedback on things I can control. So I don't, you know, but I don't feel like I got anything out of it. Well, that's on you. Because I presented all this content. So unless you already knew everything, even if you knew everything, then you could have engaged and helped some other people with sharing your knowledge. So I don't give a lot of credence when a person has all these wonderful reviews and now you've got one or two bad reviews. Okay. If I get to respond, well, Quentin, I'm so sorry that you feel that way, you know. It, it, you know, it, it, maybe we can we'll, we can take your feedback to help us to improve upon our practices. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, so I take your your negative. I'm not gonna go toe to toe with you. So, Quentin, the one that we just fired last week because you did. Now, now I'm doing what the guy in the restaurant did. I've dropped. So it, you know, it's it's. Oh. <laughs> It's not gonna buy because if somebody doesn't cater to don't they don't want to do business with me because I have one or two bad evaluations, but all the rest of them are good. I don't then you you're probably one of the ones who would have left a bad evaluation, no matter how great my service was for you. I think that I think that um ownership, the word I own, um, when you have a business that's catering to the public, this is where like I said, he had that moment. Dude, you own a business that caters to the public. So technically, these people pay your bills. Mm -hmm. 
And I think that I, like I said, I just hope that um yeah, he just he's got to fix it yeah. though. He'll bounce yeah, back, it, but he yeah. has. And 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 that's the other thing that is also professionalism. The remember I told you the young lady at the end of the conversation she apologized and told me thank you for for being patient and helping me. So she had a revelation just yeah. in that interaction, and to me that's what it's about. Yeah, that to me she rose up to the level of a of a professionalism that I now let her know this is what I expect from you. So you're yeah. either going to come up here or we're just going to end the conversation. Yeah, because you're, it, it's so it's so unique, um, the position that you're in, because majority of the people that come to you guys, we all have problems. Mm-hmm. But their biggest problem that they're trying to deal with is just not having a job. But then all those other problems, they start thinking about all those other problems. So the the, the initial intake um, has to be very professional, has to be patient, has to be understanding, has to have to be a good listener. Because you could you could it's it's like um when we talk about your education and what you're doing in the education field, you have to play everybody. You have to be the social worker. You have to be the educator. You have to be the parent because you are a parent. So you have to wear all these hats <laughs> to try to to try to solve or to at least direct this person in the right direction. And that's a very unique situation. And to try to get them to remain professional. Yeah. And and and, and but and because of my love for the field and where we are right now with you know, I technically retired from the workforce. I've put 32 years in. And so I now work for myself. And so um, it, it, I have a passion. We've got to raise up people who are going to continue when it's time for us to go sit down somewhere, <laughs> yeah. you know? And so, it, but it's, it's a, it, it is a, a societal issue is because I'm not the only employer dealing with this. I'm sure pretty much everybody who has to interview are dealing with this, especially with that age group coming right out of high school, 18 to about 30, 32. And so we need to look at what have we been doing for the past 15 years or so <laughs> that you know these what have we done what does society look like for them that they don't have this understanding and, and I, it was almost time for us to go but I want to bring this in here because I'm going to bring it back home to the babies we've been doing virtual school now for almost this whole year right and one of the things that uh, people were complaining about early on was that children were coming to to the zoom in their pajamas they were laying up in the bed you know again so that resound that's a loud message of what's accepted my children would have never first of all in my household when you got up you did what you needed to do as far as bathing hygiene and you put your clothes on the zoom has put everybody on blast. The bad teacher, <laughs> the bad students, 
the, the bad, bad parent. parent. And I'm not saying that anybody is a bad parent because, you know, that's right. subjective. But it right. put everybody on blast on, okay, let's see if this person is a real good educator. If they really, and I'm not doubting anybody's education and what they're trying to teach, but the Zoom school system, let's say has Zoom school system, yeah. has exposed us for what we're really doing. Yeah, all of us, all of yeah. us. And so my, my thing now is, um, and maybe we'll talk about that in two weeks, Quentin, when we come back. Because my my question I keep asking is my, uh, to, to some of my colleagues, what are we going to do to help fix this? Because these children are behind. They can't read. They haven't held a real book in their hands because everything for school is being done. So we're thinking about starting Saturday school. And they're like, but yeah, but they're in school all week. They're not going to want to come. I said, they're going to want to come to ours. Because we're going to do some things different. Well, well Julia, Julia just says something, and 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 it's it's kind of um, she's right. She said it starts at home. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's kind of to the point. Like, okay, I agree. It starts at home. Sharon agrees. It starts at home. Mm -hmm. Julia agrees. It starts at home. But if we home is not doing it, we don't got small kids. Whether you guys, Julia's an educator too. You mm -hmm. two are the educators. You know it starts at home. You can't, that's a barrier that you might can't cross. And as an educator, your responsibility that you've taken is to teach that child. Yeah. And it's it's kind of, ugh. And you, you impact the home how you can, Quentin. Again, if I approach my parents on a professional level, I get to know them first. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try to give them any kind of advice or ask questions when we first meet because I haven't established a relationship with you. So it's my job over the next two months or so to begin to build and establish a rapport and a relationship where you trust me because you understand what I say. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So once I have communicated to you and you know that anything I'm saying to you is not because I'm trying to judge you, beat you down, but I'm saying it because I care about your child. I care about your family. Mm. Then we can, but, but, and some people used to, I don't care. Some of them, you, and you better know which ones you can, you can reach a hand out to say, I'd like to share something with you, a little something, something. And, this, and the and ones you just let it go. You do you do what you can with little Sharon while you have little Sharon in your care, and you can't pay attention to the fact that 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 you know mama and then walking behind Sharon with with uh blunts hanging out their mouth and and, this, and, 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 and half dressed. This is this is why <laughs> um in this in the age of COVID now we need to have these more people need to watch these type of shows and engage and for all of us to have a better understanding as individuals and then as a collective on what we need to do is as as Muhammad Ali's favorite statement is uh the rent we pay what what's, what's his favorite statement oh, oh I forgot Muhammad Ali's statement I it's a very good statement too I, I know what you're talking about my mentor used it um uh, uh last week we I'm, we had to find it now. Somebody out there in our in our Julia, land, Ju Julia, you up. remember the statement Muhammad Ali saying about paying for the rent for the day? 
and but basically we we know the statement we just can't remember it but that's what a lot of people don't understand is that we all as a collective have um an obligation or certain mm -hmm. or certain responsibility to each other and it's like we have to bring it back we have to bring that balance back mm -hmm. i don't know so i really enjoyed tonight's discussion hold on Here it is. Service to others is the rent you pay for your room here on earth. Mm. And see, that's the other reason I don't understand why people are not knowledgeable. Mm. We walk around with computers in our hands, pockets, purses, cars, but yet we claim we don't have it. You got a whole college degree. I have a whole college degree sitting in my hand. Ain't that something? But yeah, that and and you're right. That it that is service to others is the rent you pay for your room here on earth. Yep, I'm gonna have to use that and just have a conversation. What does that mean to you? So, listen. Episode six was uh, fantastic. Um, yes. See, we can have fun we, together we, without guests. Really you really got my wheels turning about something. Um, something that I think that I discussed with you before, but we'll discuss it behind the okay. scenes. And um, like I told you, you educators, you guys never cease to amaze me because um, the responsibility that you guys have chose is 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 tremendous. Um, it's not an easy job. No, nope, but we love it. Those of us who love it, really truly love it, are the ones who are having the most impact. So let's let's hope that this next administration uh hires a very competent secretary of education. I, I believe they will. I believe that they will. I I I, I yeah, you know, that's our hope. <laughs> with, 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 wait, wait, with, how you how you doing? Is there one out there? Is there anybody listen, listen, who will listen. raise their hands? All I can say is this: <laughs> one thing that you did, one thing that you did teach me, is I'm not really worried about the secretary as much. I'm worried about when they start talking about cuts. Because what did you teach me? The first thing that they cut is education. Yeah. Not that military who got carte blanche and who got a blank check. It's education. that education. education. Education and the elderly. And somebody made a statement and I said, wow, it's true. Because they don't they don't give into the economy. They just take. You know, old people have given. So we need to respect them even more because we wouldn't be where we are without what they've done. And the children are the ones who are going to do it in the future. So how dare we not help them? Because right now in their current state, they don't give into the economy, but that's that's really not true. They don't give into the immediate, but they're gonna give to the economy. They've either given or they're going to give. So something. Mm -hmm. we gonna close the show. Thanks All right, for us. we had a great show. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Uh, remember, in the trenches with early educators. With that, stay blessed. <laughs>